Welcome back to the Far Kid. So we have the beautiful, lovely, young, vibrant, energetic, enthusiastic, talented, and just an overall complex and diverse human being called. Oh my god, Rosalie Norton. Thank yes. you. That was so <laughs> Hello. How Hello. are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? We're good, we're good. Thanks for asking. Mm. I, mean, I can't speak for Joseph, but how are you? <laughs> Malusio is fine today. I'm feeling very, very um, excited. And at the same time, um, yeah, it's, it's actually a really cool vibe to just um, acknowledge that we... Don't know everything, but at the same time, some some youngins are coming up and they have things to say and they have um, thoughts about how we should actually um, create support systems. And I guess mm -hmm. to me, this is a talanoa about what support looks like from your perspective, from your views and from your experiences. So I'm just really thankful mm -hmm. to have you here. And at the same time, I'm freaking amazing. My hair's curly. I can breathe and I'm oh amazed. <laughs> Humble. Mm, nah, none of that. No, no, there's no time for that. <laughs> um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit about who you are, what you do, and your pronouns? Um, I am Rosalie Norton. I am 16. I go by she, her, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I'm so um, stoked to have you. All right, so finish the sentence, okay? I am, and then whatever else is going to come after that is whatever comes after that so if, from your perspective I am I am confident I would say I'm feeling pretty confident right now mm. honestly yeah excited tell us the recipe for that oh um well I think for me confidence is something I'm still working on and it's I guess been taking time especially going through high school and stuff high school's quite tough at times especially coming out of lockdown I feel like but mm. I feel like confidence has kind of come from like the help of my family and friends and stuff like that and it's you can't do it on your own I reckon and yeah definitely with like help and support from people around me has definitely helped with my inner confidence mm. and kind of being proud of who I am and yeah kind of feeling confident and comfortable in my own skin yes and what does some of that support from your whanau and your friends look like for you um I think from for like yeah my family it's definitely kind of supporting me with like the decisions I make or you know doing cool things like this podcast and going to events and stuff and kind of doing things that make me happy and feel more like myself and being able to express myself and so I think, yeah, and that's also with my friends, how, like, they're always, like, supporting me and asking, like, how my events go and stuff. And I don't even, like, mention certain things to them. Mm. And they're just, like, always supportive of me for everything I do. And it's been really... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's you for me, Joseph. Stop. <laughs> 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 That's, that's the reason why I have a big head because I have like a massive fandom. Like, <laughs> of one. <laughs> one big fan. <laughs> All right. So tell us about the different communities and community that you're a part of or that um, you were attached to in some way, shape or form. And 
don't limit it to just the now you can go even all the way to primary school or you can go down the cultural path like what there's no limits there so tell us the different communities you're attached to um well i have like um communities like um more recently like the seed community seed Mm. waikato community um and then i'm also a part of this really awesome online group called shares the universe where it's um, like an online platform that I've recently joined this year Mm. and it's like girls all over the world. And um, yeah, it's just like a really awesome space for young girls and women to connect and empower each other through like Zoom online events. And it's, we had an event celebrating the International Day of the Girl and it was really awesome because people got to perform and kind of just express themselves. And I think that, yeah, that's really awesome as, like, a teenager having, like, if you are, like, lonely or don't feel like you have support here in your home or, mm. you know, in your um, physical community, it's really awesome, like, having people everywhere else kind of supporting you and pushing you forward. Mm. And, yeah, I guess with, like, Seed Waikato, it's been really awesome because I joined them when I was 13, or 12 maybe I'm not even sure I was little me little me um (laughs) and yeah I started writing blogs for them when I was 13 and then over time started helping them set up events Mm. like becoming like a volunteer and becoming more like comfortable in that space and like with other volunteers and then have now been a member of their committee which has been scary a very awesome experience for me so yeah that's so beautiful does it that like so what what does it mean to you to be are you are you you're, you're, I'm, I'm assuming you're the youngest in their committee yes. but what does that mean to you um well I think yeah because I've only been on it for maybe a year now mm. but at points I get like a bit nervous about it because I am so much younger than like Oh, not so much, but, you know, I'm younger than everybody else. So, Mm. like, at times I feel like I don't really, can't really add as much value as some of the other people because of their experiences and being in a workspace where I'm still just in school. But, um, like, even going to, like, small events and having people talk to me about, like, my own value has Mm. been really helpful to kind of, Maybe I don't have like as much experience in like a workspace or having a job or anything, but being a teen and living as a teen right here and now has been like really helpful, I guess, to kind of know that I do have value to add into committees Mm. and things like that. So yeah, it's been, yeah, a lot of help from other people as well to kind of, you know, know that I do have stuff to add. Wow. I'm loving that you're always uplifting the collective, um, ingredients that add to your recipe because I feel like that's basically talking about the support of your communities and Mm. to me it's such a highlight that it's someone of such a young age you're always acknowledging the the ingredients because I feel like it gets I guess I can see that in within my experiences whenever I got up too high too fast Mm. my greed took over and I'm like I don't need to thank those people and like in hindsight, I can thank them. Yeah. But like it's so beautiful to see such a young age and then you're always already mm. acknowledging um the people that have helped you along the way as well. So that's such a beautiful and it's really refreshing and it's almost affirming the values that I was taught as well. So thank you for bringing oh. that back. Well, 
thank you. I, uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, a lot. Well, yeah, I think um, through a lot of, yeah, the help from around me, it's kind of, yeah, also helped me be more thankful mm. for, like, the things that are really important to me in my life and people that actually do push me forward and want me to succeed and be happy, I guess. It's kind of, yeah, just being grateful is mm-hmm. nice. I think, like, that's a skill that not a lot of people have. <laughs> so to have, have that at 16 is, like, incredible. And I'm, like, oh. I feel you. like I'm a 15-year-old saying like all the time again. Like, like, like. <laughs> oh, my God, like. <laughs> have I said like a lot? No. no. Okay, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's really cool that you can identify that. And I think that also shows the kind of village that, surround to as well like we always have this conversation of it takes a village to raise a child mm. and I think that that Fakaro pushes past childhood into like teenage years and adulthood as well because if we're not individuals we're part of a collective mm. and that you can recognize that is pretty cool because mm. there's fucking sorry there's people like my age and older like Nacho, <laughs> like Joseph. Oh um, my god! <laughs> who just totally exposed my poor cunningness. <laughs> no, but there's people who are like 40, 50, 60 that can't identify that they're part of a collective. Yeah. Mm. No, you're right. And then I guess in a way, if we flip it onto um, from from like it takes it because the, the the quote is it takes a child to uh, it takes a village to raise a child, mm. right? Um, what if we replace child with lifelong learner? Mm. So it would take a village to, 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 to raise a lifelong learner. Yeah. And I feel mm. like that's that's where it's like you, you're always learning something new. Mm. And I feel like even the most intelligent beings in the world know that there's always more to know. So there's also this a saying that goes right complementing that in terms of the more you know, the less you think you know, or the, mm. the more that you know is the more that you realise that you don't know anything. And it's like, oh. Wait, you you mean I'm not an expert at something? And it's yeah. like it's, I feel like some people are humble at, at by knowing that, and other mm. people are like saddened and discouraged. And I'm like, mm. it's a beautiful thing to not know because that's the, that's the beauty in diving in the deep is diving into the unknown. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I completely agree. Cause yeah, like especially yeah, as a teen, kind of like this is like my time, I guess, of like learning and growing, but also. Yeah, like, I guess, like, with myself and going through high school, like, it's kind of, high school is quite a toxic environment at times. Oh, uh, for me, anyway. No, 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 no. I agree. Totally agree. We we both have had our burnouts in high school, but carry on. I would love to hear yours before we embraced ours. (laughs) Yeah, for Um, sure. Sorry. um, No, but, yeah, I'm, like, I guess... I think like a big so I'm going off your question no, kind go, of. Go, go, go there. Um, but I think it was like in year nine, my first year of high school, um, when I had um when I didn't shave I hadn't shaved my hair off yet, and so I was I strained my hair, it was like nice and blonde and completely straight and you know. And then um at the end of the year when I shaved off my hair and then when it started growing back, it was kind of like a when it became curly again, it was kind of like finding myself again and I felt like I had kind of lost myself and when I had my dead straight blonde hair it was kind of like I was trying to do things to fit in with other people and I felt like I 
that was who I was and mm. like that was all I was ever going to be. And mm. I guess after I had shaved off my hair and kind of, yeah, when it started to grow back into my natural hair, it was like relearning all over again. Beautiful. When I didn't really, when I thought that that was who I was like forever. And so, yeah, it's definitely you're always learning and growing and changing and it's like scary um, when you start changing good or bad, but it's just how life is and you're always going to learn and grow. And yeah, I think for me at the moment, it's like trying to find who I am Mm. as a person. And yeah, it's like scary and confronting to be learning new things about yourself, Mm. but it's also like, I don't know, also kind of, yeah, I don't know, it's scary, but it's also kind of showing you that you're on a right track to somewhere else that is better for you, I mm. think. But, yeah, I don't really know. I was just rambling no, about. No, you, <laughs> you answered the question perfectly because the like because I feel like the question was saying diving into the unknown. And I feel like what you said right there is that by shedding off the old layer, which is your old hair, mm. You embraced a new way of thinking, which is the new unknown, and the when when your hair hair grew back into its own formation that it is now, mm. which is beautifully curly and lush. Thank you. Um, that was you diving into the to the unknown. That was you actually acknowledging that maybe this might be the new way that I I, I could embrace mm. myself in a different way, space or place. So yeah. yeah, that totally related to the question, and she's like, say something profound, and she's like, I don't know though. <laughs> That disclaimer was like, um, girl, you literally just spoke like spoke life to people with mm. those. I don't know though. Your thoughts? I think that 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 kind of facado is common, in particularly like female presenting people of hair and makeup and all this mm. kind of stuff is just bullshit that we're told that we have to assimilate to through like marketing and all mm. this crap that at what 13 yeah i think to yeah yeah rebuttal against that is i think i just think you're so cool <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i wish i was that confident oh, as a 13 year old mm. thank you i don't know but yeah yeah i i guess like you don't really realize or at least for me i didn't realize how much i was for like yeah, how much I was so focused on, like, my appearance or the way I kind of just blended in with everybody else mm. until, like, my hair was gone and I was completely different to everybody else at the school and stuff. And, of course, I got, like, mean comments about it and, you know, people calling me names and giving me stereotypes because of the length of my hair which was not nice, but I also got so much love and support for it. Mm. And I guess it took time, but I've learned to only kind of focus and listen to those good things because they're what matters to you. I loved your pixie cut. I'm not even lying. Like, I loved your pixie cut. Like, I feel like your pixie cut was so iconic to me with, to the <laughs> point where I'm like, <gasps> and because, come on, here's, you're right, Kelsey, here mm. is like a staple in, 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 mm. current, in current society. It's like, if, if you're a girl, society. yeah, and if you're a girl and you haven't got mm. long hair, it's like, oh, that's not pretty or that's not, and it's like, why? 
exactly. like the way that you cut like I like for me I just I, I I've got this thing for like short hair and women and it's just to, to me I'm like this this is beautiful this is you've literally taken ownership of everything and it's 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 a low it's kind of like what you said it's a rebuttal but it's a low key like yep that mm. that narrative belongs in the far queue like mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't that sh- that doesn't serve anyone but the standards of a certain type of people so yeah um but i guess um, moving on from that uh did you like what is important to you right now like what is important because you i think you talked about the fact that there's a lot of things going on but what is actually important to you right now as and in your walk of life um i think yeah over these like even the past month or these past few weeks it's definitely been like my family and my mum and my sister and kind of keeping my connections with them because I went off, I th- um, it must have been like at the start of this year and then kind of moving from lockdown. Lockdown was like really, it was obviously hard, but it was really nice to kind of be with my family and kind of value that time. And so it was quite a good space that we had with our, like with my mum and my sister and then going back into school, I was kind of put in negative environments and mm. spaces I didn't want to be in that were like it was like, yeah, kind of like the friendships and yeah, groups that I was in that were kind of like, obviously, because I make my own decisions in the end. But when you're in situations where everybody else is doing certain things you know you follow a trend Mm. and so like for me the people and the people and things in my environment were like vaping and then so I kind of didn't want to be left out or be the third wheeler so I just followed along and did it with them and like over these past few weeks kind of talking to my mum and sister about it kind of just like realizing what is important to me the people that I that always will love me and support me no matter what Mm. and so kind of just not doing anything to kind of change myself for other people but do things that will always strengthen my family and kind of make because my family is what's most important to me Mm. right now and yeah I would never want to lose that ever and so kind of yeah just making sure I keep those connections with them because friends and, you know, other school environments are kind of like more of a temporary thing. And so I just always want to strengthen my stuff with my family. So, yeah. Mm. Did you did you get any backlash from those people that you're hanging out with when you stopped following those trends? Yes. It was kind of – it kind of made it look like I was – a wimp, I guess, or whatever, because I was no longer kind of doing the things that they would want me to do or what was looking cool or anything. Mm. And I guess, like, for me, it felt like I was kind of letting them down in some way. Mm. And, like, I don't know, kind of because I brought certain, certain people and stuff into my friend groups without even knowing that they had this connection and then how was I supposed to just leave them, like leave these people who were vaping and stuff with my other friends and just leave them there and 
I wasn't really sure what to do and I felt bad leaving. And so I kind of, yeah, I did get like, yeah, I guess like backlash, I guess, from it, from leaving. But it's been ultimately a lot better for my mental well-being, obviously, and the mental well-being of my family because... My mum and sister always know when something's up. And so... (laughs) (laughs) They do. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, yeah, a lot better, um, kind of. Did you want to... Because I feel like you keep on talking about your mum and sister. Do you want to plug in your sisters? Yes. uh, Um, I'm wearing a scrunchie right now, which is my younger sister, Claire Marie's scrunchie business called Hibiscus Hair. Um, it's, It's only small at the moment, but, you know, we're... She's working really hard on it and coming up with, like, designs and stuff and mm. using materials that are, like, good for curly hair and stuff. That So, yeah, mm. that would be pretty awesome. Um, please buy them. Oh, and they have an Instagram. Instagram. Their Instagram is Hibiscus Hair. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. All right. So tell us what, is, what, what does it mean to be a big sister then? Um. Well, yeah, I think for for me, I'm I'm I don't reckon I'm the my sister's definitely the tougher one. My younger sister's definitely <laughs> the tougher one out of us. But um, yeah, I think it's like kind of you always have to try at least to be a good role model for them, a role model for my younger sister, and like when the whole thing with like vaping and not being good at school and stuff, it like to see her so upset and like my family kind of upset with me made me yeah more realize what's more important to me and kind of doing things and just kind of pushing me to be myself because that's what I want my sister to be as well mm. and I, yeah just kind of yeah I think just making sure that if I'm acting the way I always want to be and kind of just being myself or help her be herself because, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but no, yeah, It has ripple effects, yeah. definitely, especially when you're vulnerable in that space. Mm. You invite other people to be vulnerable too. Yeah. as like I'm the youngest of three and I always was looking up to my older brother and sister and be like, mm. what are they doing? I want to do that. Why can't I do that? Like, I'm only four years younger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I think... Those, that role model mentality that you hold definitely is going to serve your little sister mm. for sure. Yeah. Like I saw my sister going out to parties and then I was like, I'm where I go and I'm like 12. So <laughs> I can't go to parties. Um, <laughs> but then when I got to that age and I was like, oh, is this all it is? Mm. I was like, oh, I don't want to go anymore. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's cool that you're at least aware of it. Mm. Mm. All right, so... I know that purpose is uh, is a massive subject for people, and um, but for you and your current trajectory, um, what 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 does purpose mean to you, or what what do you think your purpose is right now in the now? Um, I think I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, I think recently I've been kind of like with my blog writing and like music and stuff. Mm. Um, stuff. I keep saying stuff. I hate that. Um, um, I why? Think why do you hate that? I don't know. It sounds so, so boring. Anyway, <laughs> with my music um, and blog writing, it's been um, 
a good way for me to kind of share parts of myself and kind of um, express myself and who I am when I get like confused or anything like that. It's been good to kind of express myself through music and blog writing and I think for my purpose at the moment it's kind of been sharing my stories and experiences Mm. with other people and hoping that people can relate and be inspired by it and hopefully feel more confident to just be themselves Mm. because yeah I yeah definitely like you know like following the trends and stuff you kind of do what other people are doing so I guess if more people are kind of just being themselves and hopefully more people will be open and happy to just yeah be themselves so yeah Mm. no that's cool um and then so I like I love that you have all these communities that support you um was there ever a time that the community like you felt that the communities didn't support you or was there any specific scenarios where your community could have supported you better so not like not only just talking about your family or seed, mm. but think about cultural support as well, like or just anything outside of that realm. So you 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 dive into mm. what you want to talk about, but is there any part of um, your communities that you're attached to that um, weren't there fully, or weren't there to a point where you needed them to be there? Mm. Yeah, I think with like I'll just I'll just finish the thing like about school. Mm. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say, like, teachers and stuff, but, like, um, it's school and, like, teenage years are, like, hard, but and it's quite a toxic environment, but, like, teachers and stuff and stuff like that don't really do a lot to kind of, you know, they can stop people from fighting and stuff, but they there is more that can be done to stopping, like the more bullying and things like that that do happen in school. And, mm. yeah, I guess that because I haven't really been, I guess, bullied that much myself. But, like, even with the environments you're in, there's so much more that they can do to stop it other than just say, stop vaping. They can honestly do so much more to kind of prevent people in those kind of situations in general. Mm. And, yeah... Um, what else? Oh, I guess with like, um, like Pacifica and stuff, like, um, cause my nana is from Vanuatu and Sally, hey. <laughs> um, and, um, for me, I guess it's been like difficult to kind of find myself because like me and my sister are white, but then my mum's brown and other members of my family are people of colour and it's kind of like you don't know where you fit in in certain aspects Mm. like um yeah over the like past few years it's been awesome to learn about different parts of our culture from like my nana and going to like you know the Vanuatu Independence Day kind Mm. of celebrations to kind of connect with other people from our community um but when it comes to like things like performing with like um school pacifica and stuff like that um it's been it's been really interesting because like people kind of at the start especially in intermediate I would say 
you weren't really you were kind of looked a lot differently because you were white and like people didn't really understand that you could still be mm. like a part of your own culture um and i guess it was a it was i wouldn't say bullying but just kind of mean comments and stuff about saying that i wasn't able to be in these kinds of groups and communities when like it is my culture i guess and mm. so yeah it was it's been interesting but um like my high school Pacifica group, shout out to you guys because you guys are so awesome. Um, yes. And yeah, it's been, I've joined the Pacifica form class, my Pacifica form class. Mm. And it's been really awesome to kind of have time to sp- yeah, spend time with other people from our culture that like value each other being there and just celebrating each other for who we are. Nice. It's been really awesome. That's, I feel like you've hit a gem there. Mm. Um, You're talking about race relations in the Mm. 21st century and talking about the ignorance about what race relations look like. Mm -hmm. And especially for, from my experience, the Pacific community are great and loving and and supportive in so many ways. And then equally with that comment, I can say that there's a couple of things that we're just not aware of. Mm. And we don't, because we're not aware of, we don't speak of it and there's no life to it. But just because we're not aware of them, it doesn't mean that they they don't exist. It Mm -hmm. just means that we just haven't opened our eyes or our ears or our minds to a different way of life. And Mm -hmm. I think kind of like what we were talking about before, which is coming full circle, what we don't know is an opportunity to get to find out, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not an opportunity for us to be shining away or shunning away or removing ourselves from the situation it's it's an opportunity for us to build bridges and connect the dots to see how we can embrace what support looks like for Mm. all communities rather than just because i feel like that that is a unique community a mixed Mm. community and that Mm. in itself is already like i'm i'm mixed islander and i already feel the heart of like my people on one side and mm. the heart of my people on one side, amazing. The heart of my people on the other side, I don't know of because it's like that's my father's side. And mm. although I love him and his approaches, I don't know him and I don't know my other half of my family. And it's kind of awkward because, like, as a mixed child, you go back and people don't appreciate you for who you are. Mm. And it's of value. Like, I, I see myself as of value because it's like, I see through different worldviews. I mm. see through, I've got a different experience. And that experience is the collective experience. It's not just one-sided. Mm. So for you to say that at a young child, like at a young age, you're still experiencing these hardships of ignorance. Like that's, that to me just is, is already highlighting that society's ill-equipped to handle mm. difference. You know, and that, so did you want to, do you have anything else to say about that or? Any um, other thoughts? Well, yeah, um, I'm not sure, yeah, because, like, um, with my family, I just live with my mum and my sister. Shout out to them. Hey. Um, but, like, even with, um, like, going to, like, out-of-school activities and stuff, me and my mum were talking about this the other day, like, everyone would think that she was our nanny. Oh. Yeah. No, like the, like the help nanny. No. Just because she was brown and me and my sister were white. And so it's been. (laughs) I'm I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at the stupidity of society. (laughs) What? That still still happens. 
Do you think that like it's particularly amplified in a white Western Christian society? Because like, I've not seen or met your mum, but you do look quite different in your skin tones. Mm. Like it's so fucked up. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because yeah, like and because I don't really we don't live with um, our dad, and so like we don't really know much about that side mm. of us. Mm. But I think yeah, like even growing up with just like a single mum has kind of been interesting because, you know, you always grow up in like, even in like primary school where you have to do those um, mehis, you know, like, mm. cool, Rosie took a wing away. And then you always have to put in your mum and your dad. And then everyone, well, my teachers, majority of my teachers all through primary school were like, why do you have to put your dad's name down? And you're kind of just like, I don't want to do that. And so it's kind of, you're always in this mindset That's really that you ignorance. have to, yeah. yeah. And so it's been really awesome growing up with just my mum and my sister mm. um, and because my mum is such a hard worker being a single mum and I just really appreciate them and yeah it's been good to kind of my mum like because I don't really learn I learn stuff about my culture from my mum but it's also been really helpful to learn it from my nana and mm. things like that so yeah yeah it's definitely interesting times at the moment oh it's always God. been interesting I, times i swear i knew there was a reason why we are connected because in my head i'm like damn you've literally just described my whole life in terms <laughs> of single mom to it's just me and my brother mm. um and yeah i totally can relate to your to your lived experience just from my way but mm. i can totally relate to that because um even like so the people high at, at primary school like i asked them how do you say stepdad and like the teacher was like, oh, just just like you know, just say Papa, like the dad. And in my head, I'm like, but that's like it's you're a telling me, thing, yeah. But yeah, one hundred percent that. But you're telling me to invoke a meaning to a word that doesn't belong there. Mm. You know what I mean? And that to me is like when you think about um, the essence of Tereo and Maori language, it's about speaking the truth. To, to an object or the, the truth to your reality mm. and for me to say that that man is my father is like almost like saying that you know it's it's, it's evoking a different reason or purpose for that man in my life mm. and although the teachers don't know I feel like they're, they're like oh here's a, a, a pipiha um, like framework that I downloaded mm. off google everyone yeah. can fit into this mold and it's mm. like actually no like and i think that's where i was wanting to get to is that do you feel like society's ill-equipped to handle a lot of mixed relations or mixed race relations yeah um yeah i, th I think there's like how we were talking about learning and growing there's so mm. much that needs to be i'm not sure how it can be done but there's so many like even just like changing up little things like that where then people, like young people like me, don't kind of grow up with such a strong mindset about having to have, like, the perfect, like, you know, family, your mum and your dad, like... Because, like, even in um, Intermediate, when um, we had to introduce ourselves, I think it must have been, like, even year eight, so I was probably, like, 13 or 14 or something, and we had to introduce ourselves... And I remember everyone was saying that, you know, oh, I live with my mum and blah, 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 and my dad. And for some reason, I was, since I had been kind of built in with that mindset that that's what it had to be, I remember saying, oh, yeah, I live with my mum and my dad and my younger sister, which I, like, 
nowhere near that. And so it's, yeah, definitely there's so much that needs to be done to kind of little things like that that can just change people's mindsets forever. Mm. And I so remember, as you're talking about it, I so remember my stepdad coming to pick me up and everyone would think that he was my granddad or like he was like somebody who was taking care of me, not because like, you know, like I was, Mm. they looked at me like I was adopted into that family. And in my head, I'm like, that's the furthest from the Mm. truth. Like, but yeah, I totally get that. I think Um, that nuclear family too, like the mum, the dad and the children mm. is such a white concept and such a Christian concept and society now, like even though we live in a patriarchal society where white, straight, crap is like everywhere and those are the systems that we operate within it's not at all what we see in our reality a lot of the time now like single parents or like same-sex parents and I think that puts those families in a position of the other Mm. or like in a position of lacking because there's not a mum and a dad who Mm. are married still you know so and there's so many blended families now Mm. like Mm. Having a stepdad, and I, like, why, why are we still reverting mm. back to that male, female, white Christian framework of what a family should be? I feel like you've mentioned the Bible and the book club like three or four times, and just saying that it almost sounds like you disagree with their views. Almost. Not at all. <laughs> oh my god. Almost. <laughs> all right. So, um, <laughs> what do you think would like if, in terms of support? What do you, what 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 would you say be the best support for you as an individual? Like, what is the best? Like, what's the ingredients to for best support for you? Um, yeah, I guess because yeah, I'm always talking about my family, but I think it's definitely the best support for me is kind of having heaps of people around me that are kind of confident and proud of what I do, and kind of yeah, just like having friends and family that are always that are always there for you when you're down or when you're uncertain about things and knowing that that's okay and that you know you don't have to have all the answers to everything straight away and that things take time mm. and having wow. people that kind of understand that is like really good just to be there through your process you know like I don't come remember what the saying is but you know like always being Having people that are there for you throughout the journey, not just like at the end. Mm. You know, I can't remember what the saying is, but yeah. Oh, there for the cause and not the applause. Yes. No. I'm like, but mm. <laughs> got you. Okay, so what's what's one quote or um what? Because I feel like you you've got um you've got I feel like you're, as a writer you've got many quotes mm-hmm. that actually influence your life. But what's one quote that's actually served you as an individual? So what's one of the quotes that are always coming back to serve you? Or one saying that your mum has said or your your nana said or what's one quote that just resonates with you? I, I literally have this poster on my wall that I got from a camp I went on a few weeks ago. Uh, wait, weeks ago? A few years ago. Last year? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, um, I can't remember what the exact words are, but it's about like um, living for today and not living for tomorrow because you don't know what that will hold. Mm. Um, and kind of yeah just like living in the moment and kind of making the most of the time you have today here and now and then whatever happens tomorrow happens and you kind of just live in the moment yeah yeah 
Wow. Beautiful. And um, what do you believe is in the far queue that we need to bring to the front? So what do you believe, like, so considering what you've been going through in your life, what are the topics that we're not talking about that's in the far queue that we need to bring to the front? Um, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, having more, like, even, like, youth and stuff speaking because I haven't, I don't know, kind of just... I don't know what you guys could add. You guys are amazing anyway, but like... But what what, what do you want to hear? Like, what do you want to hear from us or what do you want to hear from the world like that, 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 that you're not currently hearing? Um, I think, yeah, kind of just like, yeah, other people's lived experiences about like kind of their journeys to... I don't know. I don't know. Um... All right, we'll put it in a different way then. Well, let, let's put it a different way. Like, list three things that you feel needs to be talked about. Okay, three things. Um, kind of, oh, like mental health, yeah. mental well-being, definitely. Wow. Um, like, that's a huge one, by the way, but thank that. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 yes, we totally agree with that. Yeah, mental health and kind of, yeah, people's journeys through that and because it's different for everybody, but everybody goes through something in their life mm. um yeah mental health um yeah i definitely more things to do with like the lgbt community because that's really awesome to kind of hear as a teen kind of like yeah kind of just like learning yeah getting to learn from people in your community about mm. certain topics um and a third thing i don't know yeah i guess just like things like people's way of coping through high school or university and kind of environments like that because yeah. that could be really beneficial for other people to who are going through that at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then also, I know you didn't mention it, but um, how, did, how, how did, would you like support around culture? Because I feel like you're learning from your, from your nana and your mum, mm. but what could, the, like, what could the community or the Pacific community or the Vanuatu community um, how could they support you through that process as well? Um, kind of, I guess, just always being accepting of people's differences and cultures and appearances. And, yeah, I guess just kind of, yeah, I'm not sure, just, yeah, always being accepting and, yeah, just being there to support one, in- one another. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure, yeah. No, I, I, I love how you're always saying some juice and some fire and then masking mm. it and being like, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure though. And I'm like, boy, you just totally <laughs> like ran through all of that. Um, no, that's good. So thank you so much for um, coming in and sharing your, your wisdom and your love with us. And at the same time, connecting some dots for us, because I feel like it's so important for us to bring in the, the voice of the young. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you, what, what, what's your handle? Um, my Instagram is just me, Rosalie. Um, Love that. That was. Did you did you mean to like um, rhyme that? Because I feel like it almost flows so well. I um when when I when we did it, I, it wasn't supposed to rhyme. It was kind of. I remember just doing. Sorry, I'm going on again. I made oh. this like one post um when I was an intermediate or something and I was singing a Justin Bieber song. Whoops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say what? Um, and then I was kind of just, um, yeah, I was just like um, 
saying that this is me and I just changed my name from there and it was kind of, yeah, I guess like rebranding myself and my own confidence and stuff. So, mm. yeah, I didn't mean for it to rhyme, but it was just just me, that's Rosalie. So cool. Love it. Love it because it's authentically so you as well. So mm-hmm. that's that's the cool part. Fuck you. 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 Fuck